Hey, good evening, good evening. Welcome to our review show, review review show night. As we just proceeded with doing our review show for season five of episode eight of The Shy, we will continue now with season two, Raising Canaan, Power Book Three, um, episode one of season two. In episode one, um, it kind of picked off where it kind of left off three months later after Canaan had already been sent down south to Virginia. You know, Virginia is always considered down south for people from New York and New Jersey, like you're in the deep south. But it is it is the south for most people. So he was sent down there with his aunt, and uh, he's back. He's back in, 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 in Queens, and the season has picked back up, and we're into season two, episode one. So <clears throat> I'll start off today. I believed it. I thought that I said when I saw this, the episode, I thought that um, Dwayne and Keisha both would like the episode, but I wanted them to watch before I say that. I um, I have my sentiments where I think this episode it was very slow. It was uh, predictable in a way. Um, I think that they had Rock a little bit more extra with trying to be the boss. This first episode that she even was even in the prior season, um, I think that they they showing a side of Canaan that we didn't see, and it should have been way before you decided to take the shot. You you basically shot an officer, and now you have remorse, and you didn't kill him, and now you have remorse on whether this life is for you. Um, so I thought that the, the episode was a little strange. I thought um, one of the things that they're probably going to get into during the season is the relationship with Jukebox and Marvin. Um, we're bringing her mother's character into the show. I just think it's weird. I think that Lulu um, is very conflicted. At the end of the last season, we show where he was doubting Rock and doubting being part of the family. And then all of a sudden you bring him back and he's full back into it, but he's having doubts and his head is all over the place whether he want to be into the music or not. I just thought that the episode was a little crazy. Um, had unique played by Joey Badass, getting about to get out of jail. You know, eh, it was kind of corny. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, for a first, episode. I hated it. <laughs> that was not that was not a voiceover, you guys. That was literally Keisha coming in, have to cut me off and tell me how she felt. But Keisha, go ahead and let us know because Dwayne's facial expression says it all. I hated it. It was slow. I fell asleep on it twice. I don't even think I finished it. I don't even know. I don't even know what they were talking about. Now the girl is sleeping with famous. I mean, not famous. She's sleeping with what's Quincy's name in the show. I couldn't even keep up with the characters. Like um, that boy too tough for her to be sleeping with him. Like what is going on? It was, it was, it was, they better come back up. That's what I say. Well, I'm going to ask you, Keisha, before Dwayne starts. Do you think that was the typical first episode, though? That's usually how first episodes begin seasons. Or you think it was just that boring? It was that boring. And y'all know I'm a Lulu fan. I like looking at Lulu. I, I like uh, what he represents of what I used to like in my youth. Um that didn't even, and I even like Marvin. No, the episode was all over the place. What is Omar Epps doing? He know who shot him. 
so he's investigating on the low and he knows his partner's investigating him like it just doesn't make it was trash i i don't know i don't even have so, a lot of words so keisha, so keisha you was feeling you was feeling lulu when he popped up with the sweatpants and the sergio tech genie's uh jacket on you was of feeling course. that part that boy yes. that brought memories back and that segues into the question i need to ask Dwayne before he starts one thing about this um, particular show that Dwayne always talks about is the music, and it speaks to our youth. They didn't really have a lot of throwback music in this episode. They didn't they have a lot of stuff that little skinny ass walking through the. Um, she was all over. It was too much rock. Go ahead, Dwayne. Uh, it was a boring episode. It was a uh, very slow. Um. Now all of a sudden, Kana want to live in Virginia. Like you was on so gun ho to be in the family business and want to take care of your mom, but now you want to be in, in Virginia and you telling your little cousins it's not as bad out here as y'all think. You know, like he don't want to be in New York anymore. Um, the whole famous—he's a terrible rapper, man. We all knew that from first episode, first season and then his sister just trying so hard to get him on and she was butt hurt by the way that Lou talked to her so then she went and uh, slept with the Quincy character um, and she probably been sleeping with him the whole time all along, that don't look like that was a, a first time thing mm -hmm. um, from the interactions and everything after it and him telling her to go out to, you know, California. He got an opportunity for her out there. Um, I don't know. I don't understand the whole taking over the building and and allowing them to smoke dope and all that. It just seemed real sloppy. And it doesn't seem like Rock was, was sloppy like that. One season of, one. So one. now you got all them smoking, getting high in the hallways where you conducting your business. And then talking about having to clean the hallways and pay people. It just, it seemed very far-fetched. One of the things, of, of the things that, um, that we do is because we all three watch a lot of shows, we may just do review shows for a couple of review shows that people see, but we watch a lot of shows as individuals and collectively we talk about the show. There were some scenes in, in, in minds in this show that were so cheap that I never thought that the writer, um, Sasha Penn, would ever do this. Um, for example, the whole building thing, that was a little too New Jack City-ish for me. It just didn't seem right. I, um, I know some people that was in them streets back in them days, and the buildings was not... Housing projects was in New York City is basically a little bit different than they're trying to show where basically you have the, the playground, the court is everything in the center. And you may have been able to take over the floor, but they nobody have no whole building like that. Like, I think that's a little bit unrealistic and it's too much of New Jack City. And then one of the lines that the narrator, 50, was said when um, Joey Badass played by, as, as playing Unique, he used a line from Power and it was a shot at, I mean, he used a line, from the wire, and he took a shot at the wire in their writers when Avon once said, it's two days you do in jail, the day you come in and the day you go out. And then they flipped the line and said, no, it's the time that you do in jail. I thought that was real cheesy. I think it's real cheesy to always take a shot at another show. 
because I think it's lazy writing. And it just was a real boring episode. Uh, Keisha, you said the same thing I said about the, the it was too much rock. They It's like they're trying to make her, even if you want to say that, and we know or have heard of women that was into the game back then, she's trying to be too much of a boss over her brothers. Like at the end of the day, yeah, she put work in, but her brothers put mad work in. Lulu's a killer. Like he's a killer. And the way that she talks to him, and in the way they left off last season, you seen the friction happening. And then you just come back and everything's like she just bossing them around. I didn't I didn't like that. I, I thought that was real corny. Neither one of me neither one of y'all can I, I have no you. words. Yeah, I, I, have, I didn't understand what you were saying. Like, what was you saying? You started laughing. You said, neither I, said neither, I said, neither one of y'all said nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Because I, I have no words. No, I was listening to what you said. Like, it's some interesting things that they trying to uh, to play on, but they got to give it time. Like, Marvin trying to go at his daughter and, like, mend fences after what he did, said, and all that other stuff to her. Like, you got to ease back into that. And you already see that there's going to be conflict between Lulu and Juke because they both like the same girl. You saw it in you saw it in Jukebox's eyes when he when she saw her in the studio and singing. It wasn't because of her voice and the songs she was singing, it's cuz she got an interest in her, you know. So that's going to be something that they're going to try to play out. But it's predictable. You know what I mean? Everybody knew that the Omar Epps character was going to remember that his son shot him. Like, I, I, so you're I taking will, us all down down that end. I will say, furthermore, let me just finish this thought real quick. What man that been in the hospital for three months going to get home and next thing he in the police precinct and then he patrolling the streets? It's not realistic. It's not realistic. It's not. It's not realistic that all of a sudden, because he got shot, they found a bone marrow match. Come and on. I thought you better roll that. And, and, and you know, I I get TV is supposed to give us some type of art form that imitates life, but I really have a major problem with that. If you're going to write that a character has cancer in a show, you should at least have them go through chemo or whatever. But to just all of a sudden come up with a bone marrow, because we know Omar Epps is a good actor. Omar Epps is, is probably be the most, he's the, the most known actor in the series right now on, on the show. Well, so, what, that, what that tells me is they, they weren't expecting him to come back for season two. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, he coming back for season two? We can't give him a, disease, a, a, a sickness that's going to kill him. Yeah. But it takes him getting shot I don't know and what all that. Means. For for a bone marrow transplant, it was it was it's kind of far fetched. Like I'm trying not to to kill it because it was you know the first episode. Like you knew Scrap was gonna go and play and gamble at his mother's house, even though Rock told him not. But even the funniest thing is that you know I'm somebody that um that was so predictable. Um, I'm somebody that used to I'm somebody that used to gamble. You're not telling the gambler that they can't gamble no more. You're just not doing it. A person that gambles is going to stop on their own. 
no nothing and nobody, no situation there, and is going to get them to stop. Definitely when it's embedded from generation on to generation. I mean, I was playing but so let me ask this. Kid, so. Me too. I just came back from Atlantic City. But let me ask this. He done lost his eye and everything for his little crew. He ain't tell, you know, unique. He was all in them trenches. And because he gambling, he a confidential informant. Yeah, it don't make math sense. Math ain't math. And another scene, I don't know if y'all realize it with the math ain't math, was the flashback. It should it can't be no flashback with Scrap because Scrap wasn't part of their crew. Scrap was part of Unique Unique's crew at first. So they did a flashback where they talked about Scrap back in the day, but he was never part of their crew back in the day. So I caught it and I wrote it, I actually wrote it down on my notes. I said that was real cheap. Why would they do that? And even so much, y'all know one of one of the things that we do is we watch everything in shows. Marvin got his car fixed all of a sudden. He totaled that bad boy. He come out now. He got a new car. I mean, I understand you was balling. Now y'all got to build it. He got a brand new car. It's the same color. I, you can't get that past fans. And I think that um a lot of people want to do review shows and they want to be all happy and tell you this and be like this. Nah, nah, nah. nah. It was dry. It was dry. Um and and again, I, I think the acting was bad this this episode too. Like, I didn't particularly care for the acting. Like, you you bought this new, so Lulu got a type. We can all say that now, right? Lulu got a type. He like he liked the Spanish girls. Um, you know, I understand they trying to show Rock as a boss, so that's why they showed a lot of her. Um. But just how she was in season one to the way that she's moving in season two. Like, again, with them being right in the midst, man, it's, it's it was like a New Jack City scene. Yeah. You know? New Jack City scene. The building, the whole scenery just was crazy. Like, they got her, they've made her colder after she, she, ordered, a, she ordered a cop to be killed by her son. And like, even though, like, let's be real. Three months went by. They would have a, they would have another suspect. A cop gets shot. They're gonna always. Anybody that was in the streets know when a cop gets shot, it's over. Whatever mm -hmm. you're doing in the streets, you're not gonna be able to do no more. So I just think, like, like you said, Dwayne, very, very unrealistic. Very unrealistic. Very unrealistic for those times back then. Anyway. Because we all know during Queens and during those times, when it, when it did happen, when a cop got shot in real life, what happened? They got to step it up too. Like you got you got to you got to further this along, because if you're looking at it right now, it's the summer of '91. Um, because you could hear Marvin's. She said to Marvin, "We ain't even start school yet." And if you looked at the tombstone of, of the young lady that died from the overdose said from 1974 to 1991. <laughs> Three months has passed. So you're talking summer of 91. So I was saying this to somebody else when I was talking about this. Jukebox is probably a year older than Canaan. Which means Canaan's going to be a sophomore 
at high school now, which means you got to start introducing Breeze into this mm-hmm. because eventually next season you got to introduce Tommy and Jamie into the mix. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when does that person come? Because that's that's a vital person. Breeze is going to play such an intricate part of raising Canaan. He has to, you know? So it's like, are they going to introduce him this year or are they going to drag this out another year? And I'm a little nervous that they may drag it out. Dwayne, I got a, I got a question in the chat I want you to clarify for this, this person. He said, this is off topic, but it still relates to book three. I don't think Ghost or Tommy showing up in this show at all. Only say this because what book two doing with Reek? Now, they got to they gotta introduce them into Power Book 3 to tie it all together. Yeah. Like, they got to be a part of it. And if you remember, at the end of Power, when they was talking about this even being a reality, they do a scene with Tommy, Jamie, and Angela. And Angela. So eventually they're going to be introduced to it. They got it. It's too intricate a part of who Kanan is. Like, you still got to see when they introducing Sean's mother into the mix. Because she got to be coming soon, too. Yeah. Like, so my point is, are they saving all that for a season three? Which is going to just drag this season two out. Like, come on, man. When old boy gets out of, when you need to get out of jail, man, his people going to be his people. I don't know that she going to be able to flip his diehard people. Maybe she can. But, um, yeah. I mean, we're going we're gonna to learn more about Omar Epps. I think, I think, I think that whole storyline, I think that whole storyline, um, you said if they show up, the writers going to have to recast the young actors because the ones for Power Season 6 post-credit will be too old. Yeah, they they might use different characters, but the thing is, they're going to have to show something. They're going to have to give us something because at the end of the day, you, this whole Power Book 3 is called Raising Canaan. So we need, we as he said in the beginning of Episode 1 of Season 1, he said, you saw how it ended. Now you're going to see how it began. So they have to speed up Kanan's story. And in speeding up Kanan's story, we see Jukebox being angry, upset. Somewhere along the line, Jukebox leaves and goes to become a cop. So, so are we are we being too hard on it because it's too Absolutely slow? not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I believe that when people do review shows, if they're honest, because this is a prequel, basically, to a show that with six seasons, you have to speed up the process a little bit. Even Dwayne saying, Dwayne bring up the fact that the, the thing said 91 and they were three years behind. Let's be honest. Last year they were playing Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was not out in 91. So let's, it, yeah, we want to use our imagination, but this is an era that a lot of people consider a golden era, an era there you so if you're going to talk about certain events and certain times, you have to try to be at least a little accurate. You have to be accurate with that music because that music, the clothes they wear, the cars they drive is going to pull most of 
the older fans in to watch this. So I believe they have to speed it up and, and it can't be dry. Like even and, having and listen to your point, Keisha, I'm not giving up on it. I think it still has the potential to be very good. I just thought episode one was a snooze fest. And maybe they building up, but uh episode one was just a snooze fest to me, man. Like I had a hard time. I had a hard time with it keeping my attention. Mm. Mm. And maybe she, I expected too much for the long layoff that they had. And and that and that goes to another thing, Dwayne. We knew that the layoff was going to be long. They had already started filming for this, and then they got noticed about the layoff. Fifty made it known on Instagram, so that plays a big part in the thought process. Is that I hate to say it, you made us wait this long for this. You can't come back with a dud. Uh, you you gotta you gotta as they say up the ante, and I think that um our expectation for what we thought would come for episode one, it didn't meet our expectation. Keisha, what you think we're being too hard on it? Um, I don't know. I liked Raising Kane in season one. I was okay with the pace, even if they had some blind spots. I just felt like they were supposed to come better in this first episode. It wasn't. Um, TV is too competitive for this reality. I mean, for this um, snooze fest. It was a snooze fest. Mm. So, you know, keep my attention. It didn't keep my attention. And I, and that's what I had a problem with. Like the, the whole thing with Marvin going through anger, through anger management. Why? Because he's about to be for, screwing that lady. For a petty drug charge. Like the whole Marvin, like, but, but Keisha, like Dwayne, that's a d- deep, interesting question. Why he's going to anger management? Like, in the, unless he, uh, it was an issue with him and Juke that the police had to get involved. You could see it, but like, you got him going to anger management for what? Like, for what? Like, and the way they clown Marvin, like he's a da 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 da. I just find it just crazy that they're just doing it like this. Like, it's more to Marvin and Lulu. Definitely Lulu. Lulu put the work in. Let's be honest. Lulu killed Kanan best for one of Kanan's best friends because he knew too much. And now the way that Rock treats her brothers, I just think that she's sunning them a little bit. I think that's a little far-fetched. I mean, they are the men of the, her protectors. Power oh. Universe sometimes feel like a Marvel movie <laughs> with the plot holes. I remember OG Power Ghost was supposed to be born in 1975, but Book Three changed it to 1980 since Kane in the 75. Yeah, see, a person that watches these shows, yeah, 100% right. You, on you the remember mark. these things. You remember these these dates. You remember because they have a thing with showing tombstones, and you start remembering like, yo, hold up, and then on our downtime, we'll go back and watch old episodes. I know um, I had to watch episode seven, eight, and nine just to remember some of the characters going into Raising Canaan episode, season two, episode one. So, because the absolutely right you know, supporting game. You know that Canaan was born in 75. They confirmed that because you had Jupa looking at the picture. She was one years old. Mother holding her in the arms. Date on the back of it, 1975. Yeah. So again, I think it has not it has I was just surprised and I know 
you would have to think shooting somebody would change you. But would it have changed him as much as it did? Like, come on, man. He was trying to cook shit up and stuff season one. Dwayne, Dwayne, the thing that's interesting about it changing him, he's not questioning his mother enough. I think he would be like, definitely once Detective Carter rode past the crib, he'd be like, Ma, I saw that cop I shot. And he made next week. He made in the next episode. Just like, it's just, it's like you said, you had him being exposed to all this stuff. And then it's like, go ahead. They they gave us tidbits of what the season is going to be. My only problem with it is, is they slow walked us to it. You bored us to death. Like there was no, there was no excitement. Like what? 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 What are the things about these shows right now? And I and I was just saying, um, you guys, you guys in the chat, you guys may know exactly what I'm talking about, right? These shows, the last month, right? They've been they've been getting over because there is no other programming on TV. There isn't much to do. So if you're not with your family at the beach enjoying your weekend, you can watch some of these shows. Going forward, once that football season starts, once network TV start their programming, you can't have boring shows. And like Keisha said, right now, network TV is competitive. It's a, it's, it is a full contact sport. So if you think you could drywall and have these boring shows, uh, you may lose interest after two, three episodes and be like, man, I ain't watching that. I it ain't enough action. And so with that, you know, I, I, I definitely see what Dwayne and Keisha saying that they, they better pick it up fast because uh September and the and, and the fall season is coming quickly. They bought the hell out of me. <laughs> they bought so, the hell out of me. So for those that know that I don't fell asleep know, twice. <laughs> for those that don't know, we do a rating on all our shows that and reviews that we do. We do a rating on a scale of one to ten. So I'm going to do my um, review first. I'm giving it a four. On the scale of one to ten, it's it's getting a four. Um, Actors okay. Acting is good. Writers threw me off. Was a little lazy. Okay. It's getting a four. Okay, I gotta go. So I hate to interrupt y'all because I gotta go, but I'm gonna give it a three point two five because I fell asleep (laughs) twice. I will catch you. You t- you too. I'll catch y'all next week. All right. Thanks, Keisha. Keisha, Keisha gave it a 3.25, Dwayne. Nicole gave it a four. I gave it a four as well. What what what, what my guy giving it, man? I know this is just series. Out of all the shows that we watch, I know this one and two other shows that we watch is really your three shows that you're big on. Abbott Elementary just came into your fourth, but I know City on the Hill, Hightown, and Raising Canaan. Is your shows, Dwayne? So I know this really uh, bothered you mm. with having a, such a slow episode and being so dry and being boring. Like, so boring. And, and one thing, one thing I know about you is that, um, you know, because me and you are the same age, this show is our high school years, mm-hmm. and this show speaks so, to us so <clears throat> much. They set, they set the tone. Supporting game said a seven for him. They set the tone last year. Clothes, scenery, music, cars. 
They set that atmosphere. And then you come and give me a 2.5 in your first episode. Damn. It That's was you giving it? boring. A 2.5? 2.5. It was boring. Woo! A like 2.5 for you is serious. I mean, because I was disappointed. Like, all right. So you got unique fighting, fighting dudes in jail or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. He switched. So, so you're so you already know the, the, the guy he saved in the cell gonna be his plug. Right. Yeah, you already swift know. With his well, hands. No, distro. They use distro yeah. in, in the power verse. <clears throat> he swift with his hands. Then you got to do, oh, I seen the whole thing. <laughs> I seen the whole thing. It was them. Come on, man. Rock. You know. I don't know. I think because I had some situations that happened in my family as far as people coming to live with us and then could have stayed but didn't decide to go back where they're from. So the whole thing of, because I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, a real mother like Rock, if she loved her son, she would have let him stay in Virginia because that would have been a better situation for her. But she wants her son with her. Yeah. Now think about it. You shoot a cop, you miss, he don't die. You got to be away a hell of a lot longer than three months, in my opinion. <laughs> I think I think you gotta do a whole school year. But again, this is a show and they gotta, you know, do what they gotta do. One of the things things I think would be very disingenuous going forward is if they have the detective Howard not mad at Rock. Because he wasn't too happy with Rock anyway in season one. And he basically told her, I need to see my son, like threatened him. So after he gets shot, he knows that his son shot him. He would be turning it up. He would be using all his power, maybe not to let his his partner know, but he would be using all his power to make her life so miserable. So I hope that the writers don't write it in that he's forgiven her. He's no, no, no. No, there's a flip, right? There's going to be a natural flip. Supporting games that he isn't going to get back at Kenny. He's coming for Rock, though. But here's the here's the thing. You gotta dig a little deeper into the, the character of this cop, right? <clears throat> Everybody in the hood know he dirty. He does stuff in the hood. They set that atmosphere season one. And if you think back to season one, why did he want a relationship with Kane? He wanted for, a relationship cancer. to save his life. So now that's out the window. Yeah. It really gonna have love for this kid, especially when he know he he the one that shot him. He don't need him anymore. Like honestly, he don't. He don't need his bone marrow. Dude's in remission. He's a miracle person. You heard what the doctor said. This man's a miracle. He's a miracle. Like so, he's a miracle, right? <laughs> so he don't need him. You know, um. When is old girl going to realize that? And see, again, I'm overthinking this stuff, as I'm I'm prone to do, because, again, I was speaking to a friend about all this, and she kept saying to me, when 
who's the one that made jukebox a copy? And I keep trying to tell her they set that up for you in, in season one, too. Which it's important. going to be the female cop. She the one that's going, because she was like, whenever you need help, I'll help you, this, that, and the third, right? So, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to another... And they made it seem like the female cop might be gay as well. Well, of course. They got to do that. Every show has to do that. And that's why I'm trying to tell you that it's going to be an interesting dynamic with this new singer because Lulu's obviously into her and Jukebox into her too. You could tell the way Juke looked at her when she was up in that studio. That wasn't because she was singing good. <laughs> it wasn't because she was singing good. I, I tell you, man, I'm really... I'm it's going to get better. I believe in my heart that it's going to get better. So... Did they slow walk it because they know the shy is wrapping up? I, I mean, I don't know. Fifty don't usually care. About I hope, stuff. I hope, I hope that these shows realize. And, <coughs> and we, you bring up the shy because we do a shy review, and I know a lot of people watch a lot of a lot of people watch the urban, the quote unquote urban shows together, and they'll compare them shows together. But I'm letting everybody know, man. City on the Hill is a problem. <laughs> season three has came back with vengeance. Episode three was fire. You know what um, I'm saying? So be so be mindful of it's a ratings game, and Keisha said it best, man. These shows is playing ain't playing. These writers, you got to be in that writing room. You got to have your uh, your audience, your your fan base, your supporters intrigued. Like supporting game said. You can't have your fan base divided on whether they like which power book because right now these power books they're competing with each other and they shouldn't be. They should have their all their fans should love all their shows because it's going to get to a point where okay, we may have to drop this show. And um, the executive I'm producer from Stars actually said something this week in reference to maybe bringing a, a power to London which we all know anybody that has ever watched those London-based shows that's on Netflix, they actually do well. So, and even bringing back the character Ghost back, because at the end of the day, whether people want to say he's dead or not, Amari Harwick was a very, very integral part of this power universe. He, people drew to him. And to have a show, anybody that has watched a lot of shows, um, let's just use Law and Order. People like Stabler. Why do you think Stabler came back and got his own show? So when you have people that follow these shows, love these characters, they'll come to, they'll make you, they'll let you know we don't like it. It's corny. It's boring. Listen, I got a show, I got a movie that I really, really like. And I'm sure most of the people that's watching this or will watch this probably seen the movie as well. Name of the movie is called Red Tails. It's about the Tuskegee Airmen. And one of my favorite scenes, you know, they're in, they're, in, they're in the midst of a battle. Something happens within that battle. And it throws the main character, Easy, off, right? And I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all just take this little journey. I won't slow walk it like this episode. So somebody had to yell to him, Easy, stay on mission. 
He snapped out of it and did what he had to do. So Sasha Penn, stay on mission, bro. Don't veer from what was successful. I love this 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 series last year. Cause they gave you guys, me- you guys in the chat, y'all have no idea. Dwayne, when we watch series, Dwayne is usually the first one to watch it. And all Dwayne is say is it's a part in there that you're gonna catch. And if I don't catch it, Dwayne would be like, How you ain't catch it? It's either a song, some clothes, uh, some banter that went on back and forth that Dwayne always catches before anybody else, the jewelry. Um, and, and, and for this episode to be so distinct, different from the other 10 episodes in season one, that's what Dwayne's talking about. Stay on course. Come on, man. They, they doing a $500 bet on how many French fries is in a, a McDonald's order of fries. I don't think you bet $500 on that. Listen, I was a gambler once at one point in my life. I wasn't gambling on French fries. Okay. The, the whole scene was crazy because he wasn't part of their squad at that time. Not back then. But not, you know not, what? Kanan wasn't even around Marvin enough back then. Well, that's Come what I'm saying. So they Kanan just started being back. around. He just started being in the room. Remember, remember Last season. Remember how he used to say to him, Scrap used to be like, You rock little son. Right. So now y'all want to make it seem like so was this flashback last season? Oh yeah, we uh supporting games. I see you a big power fan like Dwayne, myself, and Keisha. Yeah, power influence. I don't think it got canceled. I think that they were smart to scrap it because if they're smart, segueing into that, they would leave Tate and McLean in Power Book Two because. The, uh, I don't think that they, they think that those actors can hold a show by themselves and continue expanding the universe. I think that they, the power book universe. Like, if you really think about it, can Tate really carry his own show? I don't know that I would be interested in a whole show of Rashard Tate. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be in a minority with that, but I, I just don't. I think the whole I think the whole political show centered around a politician House of Cards was the last one. It's over. That whole angle, hopefully these writers and TV people get away from politics shows. It's over. I think the American people are tired of politics in real it's life. It's okay. And I'm going to equate this to a real life, real life business. They don't sponsor us, so I'm not going to say who they are. Just going to give a scenario. You have Business A. Business A is very successful. You decide that you want to go to business B. Business B is a lot different than what you're doing with business A. You do it for a while. You're coming up on your one-year anniversary of business B. And you see it's not popping. What did they do? They flipped it. So business B is about to have a change. It's a drastic change. They're going from one style of, of food to a totally another style of food. Mm-hmm. You can't take too long in reversing your course. Mm-hmm. You can't. Um, all these power universes are all very unique. No pun intended. But when you decide to take it back to the 90s era, the early 90s, you got to be careful. You got to move carefully. You can't be putting the Wu-Tang in season one, 
and then saying it's 1991, when anybody that knows the woo know they ain't come out to late 92, 93. Yeah. Especially that bangers. That protect your neck. <laughs> come on. <laughs> first of all, you want to know the first time I heard protect your neck? You want to know the first time I heard it? Well, prom? No. We went to the Meadowlands Fair. And you could buy those little tapes at the Meadowlands Fair. And when, when I got in my car, it was me and four other people. We was like, oh, man, what is this? And, and, and we and, found and, it, and it was and all one is, of those mixtapes from the carnival. It's crazy because if you if you, if you you understand Protect Your Neck, and it's, I have a very, very interesting story with Protect Your Neck um, from my friend Barry. I know Barry. Barry Irving, who is the nephew of Dr. J, Julius Irving. He used to work security at Wagner College. And he was telling me, he was telling me one time when Protect Your Neck came out, majority of the people on Staten Island didn't want to hear it. They were, they thought it was quote unquote corny. And then once it got off the island, it picked up. So, like you said, Dwayne, when you when you start talking about those type of things in history. When you're dealing with the target audience, and let's be clear, 38 to 50 is the target audience for Raising Canaan. You have to, have to be authentic to this timeline. Because if not, your fan base is going to start calling you out and be like, the math ain't mathing. True. Would it not been more believable if they were talking about scraps gambling problem? And they showed them shooting dice. Exactly. Come on, man. That's was, that that, that, that would have been more believable. Even though it was card games, the old head played card games, but it wouldn't have got raided by the cops because they was more low-key playing cards back then. It would have been Scrap was Scrap was out there playing CeeLo on a corner and got jammed up. That's when it would have been. Um, supporting game just mentioned the point that Michael Rainey had talked about where it's always wintertime in power. I think that that's interesting. But we got to understand with the power universe, and Dwayne mentioned last year's supporting game, is that Raising Canaan, even though it's book three, Raising Canaan has nothing to do with the other two. The other two shows are running simultaneously. simultaneously. That's why next season there's a chance in Power Book Force it's going to be a, cross, a couple crossover uh, episodes. Because those are running and in court, they're, they're, they're running simultaneously together. The timelines are exactly the same. So right. that's why you see the cop and the detective. Um, the, she's going to be in both, and you're going to see a lot of crossover actors in both of Raising Canaan is 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 actually 1991. Right. So you have to you have to think of it as 1991, and not. It's no Jamie or or Tommy right, right now yet. But anyway, Wayne, appreciate you, bro. 2.5, man. Huh? 2.5, and it pains me to do it, but it was a snooze fest, man. And then tell me in the chat if I'm off base. It's a snooze fest. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it I gave it a six only because it's raising Canaan. Other than that, I was not happy. I'm yeah, I got, but listen. I gave I it, mind. I'm being honest. I don't mind uh our, our guest tonight giving it a seven. I don't mind Nicole giving it a four. 
I don't mind Keisha giving it what a three point seven five or whatever she, whatever mathematics she came up with. I don't mind you giving it a six. <clears throat> the reason you stated it perfectly. I was feeling this series more than the other powers when it came on the scene last year. They had me hooked from the first episode. So to come back, it's like, man, it's like when we kids and we went to the 4th of July, right? Celebration. We anticipated the big finale. Oh, man, what they going to do for the big finale? It's going to be great. Da-da-da. You did did the big finale at the start of the fireworks and then went back and gave me this episode and you lighting up Roman candles. (laughs) That's what Dwayne said. It'll get better, I believe. Um, It'll get better? Dwayne, Dwayne, the only thing that they did that reminded us or did some, because they love to do historical sites in some of these shows, was they they showed Baisley Project. Yes. That's about it. They did. Last scene, they they showed us Tavin on the Green. You know they they was in their bag. They they last season they gave me the music. They, they gave, they gave me the music. Too. They went to the pizzeria. They was at the arcade. They was, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So with that, appreciate you. They guys. gonna get there though. Appreciate you guys supporting game. Appreciate you for uh watching both shows. I don't know both shows. We appreciate that. To the channel. Uh, if not, subscribe, man, and and and, and uh. And you know we have some older videos. If you want to watch some older videos, but every we do this review shows every Monday on Tuesday we do our poetry corner show. Wednesday we do trending topics. Thursday right now we're doing a pop up pop up one on one show, um, and we do conversations with friends. That's every other Sunday, and we got a bunch of other stuff in store. We're doing some stuff in September as a uh, as a as a pivot. On some other shows, and we're gonna be going in back, baby. Better, better directions, or not? I'm gonna say better directions, but with more programming, because uh, we all know uh, viewership goes down a little bit for us in the summer, and going into the winter, it it tends to pick up a little bit. We back, um, baby. NFL <laughs> Sundays. It's yeah, we back with our NFL show Sunday morning and Sunday night as well. So be on the lookout for that on this on this channel as well as. Let's talk to sports. That's a sports channel, sports YouTube channel that works in conjunction with this channel as well. With that, everybody have a blessed night. Take care. And we will see you guys next Monday. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Uh-huh.